You've worked all your life, you've saved, you've played by the rules. Now it's time to retire. Here's the question, who do you want relaxing and taking it easy? Your nest egg or you? Well, of course, you want to relax and travel and enjoy. And sorry, nest egg, you've got more work to do. For a retirement that maximizes your portfolio, your social security, avoids unnecessary risks, and protects you from pitfalls, and frankly lets you retire and keeps the nest egg working, you need a retirement partner. You need someone looking out for your best interest and building a plan for you based on your situation. You need Financial Safari's Kevin Frisbee, 800-998-5649. Kevin Frisbee at 800-998-5649. Investment advisory services offered through Foundations Investment Advisors, LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisor. Kevin Frisbee and his guests provide general information, not personalized advice, and are not liable for the usage of information discussed. The opinions expressed on this program are not intended to be a recommendation or investment advice and do not constitute a solicitation to buy, sell, or hold a security or an investment strategy. This information should also not be considered tax or legal advice. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. Investments will fluctuate and when redeemed may be worth more or less than when originally invested. Any comments regarding safe and secure investments and guaranteed income streams refer only to fixed insurance products. They do not refer in any way to securities or investment advisory products. Fixed insurance guarantees are subject to the claims paying ability of the issuing company. You've been a good saver, socking away money in your 401k or IRA for years. You got a tax break every year too. Now that you're getting close to retirement, it's time to begin to defuse that so-called lump sum time bomb. That and more coming up on today's show. Hi, this is Coach Pete, and if you've got questions on how to properly structure your assets and build retirement income, you're in the right place. Welcome to the Financial Safari. Hey, welcome in, everybody. This is Financial Safari with Jeff Trushan. I'm consumer advocate Steve Siddall. And uh, Jeff, of course, is a fiduciary with Frisbee and Associates, uh, been uh, helping folks out for a good long while. And uh, you, are a, uh, you are a main guy through and through, aren't you, <laughs> Jeff? How are you? Hey, Steve. Yeah, through and through. I'm doing great. Uh, how are you doing today? Very, very well, thank you. And uh, so that's just it. We're talking about that lump sum tax time bomb. That's kind of a big deal, isn't it? But that's essentially what, uh, you know, I mean, when you think about it, that's exactly what a, an IRA or a 401k is, especially for a lot of us. The 401k is our only way of, of saving for retirement. So we build up this great balance, but then, yeah, there's a backside to that, too. Yeah, there is. And most people don't think about that when they're in their working years and they're socking away 5%, 10% into that 401k. And it's, you know, it's great to see the balance grow and it's it's great to defer those taxes. And everybody talks about tax deferral and how it's such a great thing. And, and generally it is, there's no doubt about it, uh, particularly when you're in your higher working years and you're deferring those taxes out to a point in your life when you're going to have a lesser tax liability. Uh, but most people don't really take into consideration what that tax, that tax burden is going to look like when they get into retirement and, and really how much of their 401k is actually owed to the government and the IRS in terms of that tax burden. You know, so it's a conversation that we have with a lot of clients is, is what's the what's the plan here as it pertains to taxes? You know, are you, are you waiting to take out distributions until you're 72 at your required minimum distribution age? Are you taking them sooner? You know, do you have other income sources that you're going to plan on utilizing to supplement your social security? And, and if that's the case, you know, do you have a window to maybe process some Roth conversions or 
you know, implement some tax strategies that make sense. So that way you're not getting stuck with this big, you know, tax burden at 72 when you're required to take out those distributions for your RMDs. So yeah, no doubt about it. We have that conversation a lot with clients, uh, you know, trying to unwind that that big tax ball, as you call it. And uh, it's an important conversation to have. Well, and, you know, as we start looking at this, you know, you, there's no reason that you can't take out money. I mean, as long as you're 59 and a half, you can take money out of that IRA or 401k. And as long as you're paying the taxes, that's okay. That's the bottom line, though. We've got to pay taxes no matter what. Yeah, no doubt. And it's it's funny. We, we kind of say, you know, the the uh, you're, you're really the minority shareholder or the majority shareholder of your retirement plans. But unfortunately, the minority shareholder of your retirement plans is the one that kind of controls all the all the dials and all the knobs there in terms of how much of a tax burden you're going to have. Uh, the IRS is that minority shareholder. So, you know, the IRA, a lot of people think IRA stands for Individual Retirement Account, uh, but it actually stands for Individual Retirement Agreement uh, with the IRS and that, hey, you know, a portion of this is ours. You've deferred paying those taxes your whole life, and, and we certainly need to get our share at some point down the line. You know, so rolling out a strategy to try to minimize your tax burden and unwind that tax, that tax liability, uh, you know, either prior to re uh, required minimum distributions at age 72 or beyond is a, a conversation that's very valuable to have as you as you transition to and through retirement. That whole tax liability and, or that tax strategy into retirement, that's such a big deal. And I think sometimes people don't put enough emphasis on tax planning. Yeah, they really don't. Um, again, most people are just kind of, you know, uh, more focused on the balances of their 401ks and the allocations of their IRAs, you know, rightfully so. But it really opens up a pretty nice window when you get into into retirement because most people in their 40s, 50s, and early to mid 60s are in their highest earning years. You know, so generally it makes sense to, to go ahead and defer that tax burden and that tax liability until you retire because most people at that stage in the game are going to have, you know, just their social security income. Maybe they're lucky enough to have a pension. But generally, you know, that tax burden is going to decrease substantially in terms of your earned income and your tax liability on an annual basis. So, you know, taking a look at that, that asset that you have, that 401k IRA and saying, hey, you know, if you're married filing joint, you've got a pretty great standard deduction as a married couple. You know, you got a pretty good window. You know, Social Security is very favorable tax, uh, fav favorably taxed. Uh, you know, here in the state of Maine, there's, there's no tax, uh, state tax burden on Social Security. And at the federal level, only up to 85% of your Social Security benefit is considered taxable. And most financial planners, most stock brokers out there, they're not having that conversation, you know, to kind of factor in taxes. They're just looking at returns, which, of course, is an important conversation to have. But, you know, here at Frisbee and Associates, it's, it's a really important conversation to look at the whole picture, understand what other income sources that you have and really how you're going to start, you know, taking distributions out of these accounts. And if you've got a, a decent window there, you can really consider maybe taking more than you need and processing some Roth conversions. So that way down the line, as you continue to get that compounding interest and, you know, God forbid, untimely, you go from a married couple filing joint to a single filer, it can really have a negative impact on your tax liability. So, you know, having that conversation and utilizing that lesser income after retirement is a great opportunity to consider doing some Roth conversions or getting creative with taxes. One of the things I, that's oftentimes overlooked too, Jeff, is that the, the Medicare means testing, and, and that is a, that too can be a bit of a shock to people because they think, well, all right, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to do these Roth conversions. I'm going to pay these taxes, but those ta but you know, so you take that money out, that's income that goes against your, your Medicare. 
Yeah, it can. And it's a big conversation to have. Um, you know, what you're referencing, Steve, is IRMAA, which is Income Related Monthly Adjustment Amount. So Irma. It, it, Irma, you got it. Yeah, it's a, it's a complicated conversation, but it's really important when you're talking specifically about Roth conversions. Um, if you're at a point in your life where you've got Social Security and you've got pensions and maybe you've got to take your required minimum distributions, you know, unfortunately, that, that kind of is what it is. Or, or fortunately, I should say, if you've got enough income income where it bumps you up into a certain bracket where you have to pay additional premiums on your Medicare. You know, but for clients that we're processing a lot of Roth conversions for, and this is a great time to have that conversation when it comes to Roth conversions with the market low, uh, going through this correction, bear market, whatever you want to call it, this is a great time to consider unwinding some of that tax liability, moving over to a Roth IRA. So that way, inevitably, and eventually when the market rebounds, you're taking advantage of those gains in a tax-free account as opposed to a taxable account in the IRA. Um, but it's an important level, a couple of different levels and thresholds to keep an eye on. Um, so for a married couple filing joint, uh, if your adjusted gross income is less than $182,000 in 2022, your, uh, your your Medicare Part B premium is $170 a month. And generally that's taken right out of your social security paycheck. Um, if you get above and beyond that $182,000 threshold, which again is, is is relatively uncommon, particularly here in the state of Maine, unless you're, you're pursuing some aggressive Roth conversion strategies, you start to pay some additional increases in your premium for that Medicare Part B. So it jumps up to 238. Uh, the bracket above that, above 228,000, goes up to 340, uh, all the way up to 578 dollars a month for your Medicare Part B premium. So again, I think part of the value of what we do and being a holistic planner and really focusing on on you know income planning, distribution planning, um, is, is being aware of these different kind of pitfalls as it pertains to taxes and making sure that we're putting together a sound strategy to avoid paying more in Medicare while also considering you know unwinding that tax liability and processing some Roth conversions so that way you've got some great tax favorability down the line. I like the sound of that, Jeff. 800-998-5649. That's the number you can call. And as we start to put these plans together and we talk tax strategy, then we can really sort of shift into legacy planning or estate planning because we want to, if we want to leave something behind for our, you know, for our heirs, we want to make it as easy as possible on them. And that becomes another discussion about taxes. Yeah, it does. And, and that really kind of underlines this entire first segment, Steve. So you're talking, I believe, about what took place during the SECURE Act of 2019. Correct. And part of the, you got it. So part of the benefits of that act, and really this was on the front page. So if you're picturing a newspaper and you're looking at that front page article, the headline that everybody was focused on and concerned with, and, and arguably rightfully so, was the fact that required minimum distributions got pushed back from age 70 and a half to age 72. So that really kind of gave everybody an extra year and a half before the IRS came knocking on your door and said, hey, all right, we got to get you uh, taking some money out of this account because you haven't paid any taxes on these dollars over the years and we want to get our share. But kind of tucked into the the, the the verbiage of the law that was passed was the fact that they eliminated the inherited or beneficiary stretch IRA. So in order to, to know where we are, we got to know where we've been. So just to talk quickly about the, the previously the, uh, the, the stretch IRA, it used to be that if mom and dad had an IRA and they were taking required minimum distributions their whole life and they lived a long and happy life and paths passed away and you were listed as the primary beneficiary on that account, you would be able to inherit that money into a specific IRA account called the Beneficiary Stretch IRA. And the requirement, the liability on that was that you had to uh, process a required minimum distribution every year for as long as you live for the rest of your life. So you were able to really stretch out those RMDs over potentially 10, 20, 30 years 
you know, depending on when, how old you were when you inherited that account. Post the Secure Act of 2019, now you have to, uh, to uh, deplete the entire account within 10 years of inheriting the account. So if somebody were to pass away, you inherit the money, you now have 10 years to liquidate the entire account. So if you inherit a million dollar IRA, you know, you got 10 years to, to unwind that entire IRA. So the tax conversation becomes really important because some people will say, well, hey, you know, I'm not gonna worry about it. I'm gonna continue to get compounding growth on this thing and let it go for 10 years. Well, 10 years down the line, you average 8% per year, you've turned that 1 million into 2 million, and now you gotta liquidate that entire $2 million account in one year, right? So obviously we talk about the, the uh, income-related Medicare adjustments, you talk about tax burdens, it can get really tricky. Um, so having that conversation with clients to say, well, hey, maybe we look at taking equal distributions over the 10-year period, you don't necessarily have to, um, but it might make sense so you're not deferring everything to one year. You know, we'll take a look at what other income sources that you have, you know, what tax bracket do you fall into, and really make sure that we're processing those distributions as strategically as we can. So, you know, nobody nobody wants to pay more than their for, fair share of taxes, right? So if we can avoid that, uh, you know, taking place, you know, most of our clients are going to be pretty happy to have that conversation. Oh, absolutely. And and folks, if you'd like to have that conversation, I would say now would be a great time to give Jeff a call. Come on in, sit down and, and really just, just make that happen. Yeah, simply having a conversation and see what we can do to help. Uh, you know, taxes are really at the forefront, uh, particularly we get to the uh, the end of the, uh, the, the tax uh, situation that's in place right now. And I think we're looking at 20 25 uh, with the Tax Cuts and Jobs Act. So it's a really prevalent conversation. And most people don't know what that looks like for Social Security and pensions and don't realize how tax favorable, you know, they may be in retirement. A lot of people come into the office and they're like, hey, I'm expecting to have, you know, 20 to 25 percent tax burden in retirement. And that's just not the case. You know, you Mm -hmm. don't have Social Security and Medicare FICA taxes. So, you know, it's a great time to have that conversation and see if you're a good candidate, depending on what your intentions are with your retirement monies to, you know, put together and implement some fun uh, tax strategies. Well, Jeff, let's invite folks to call right now. What do you think? Yeah, sounds great, Steve. For the next 10 callers who will call in today, we're going to create a one-page financial review that will indicate if you're in need of a full-blown financial plan. We're going to give it out absolutely free and complimentary with no obligation to the next 10 callers. What this will consist of is taking the mystery out of financial planning by mapping out for you where you are now. We'll also run a fee report to help you untangle what working with your current planner or advisor is costing you and see if by simply protecting your retirement investment, you could experience dramatic growth potential. We also perform a tax analysis to reveal how you could possibly reduce your taxes. We'll even run a customized income plan for you utilizing proven strategies and techniques which could turbocharge your retirement income and take the worry out of living in retirement. In short, we'll help you take the guesswork out of financial planning. For the next 10 callers, a comprehensive financial review that we're going to give away complimentary with no obligation. 800-998-5649. You're going to get a comprehensive financial review and you'll see where you are today. But more importantly, you're going to find you now have a roadmap that can help get you to where you need to be. 800-998-5649. Again, 800-998-5649. Do you find yourself daydreaming about retirement? What you'll do and where you'll go? It's a nice dream, but we have to have a plan to help us get there. When we come back, we'll take a look at retirement regrets and how you can avoid them. In retirement, some people like to take it easy. Uh, Let's see, to nap or not to nap. 
And some people like to go, go, go. And then we went to St. Thomas, then New Orleans, then our grandson's soccer game, then for the Theater of New York to Bora Bora. You know what the beauty of it is? It's your choice. Ah, live it like you want. If you have the right plan, enter Financial Safari's Kevin Frisbee, 800-998-5649, And we are back on Financial Safari with Jeff Trushan sitting in for Kevin Frisbee today. And, uh, of course, Jeff is, uh, well, he's one of the guys at uh, Frisbee & Associates, a fiduciary. And, uh, and again, you have, you have really kind of picked an interesting time to be in this industry. I know you've been doing it for five, six years. But, I mean, again, even in that short amount of time, Jeff, you have really come at a, at a good time where you're seeing things that sometimes financial advisors don't see for decades. Yeah, no no doubt. And, and the first thing that comes to mind when you say that is a saying in finance and really in life, I guess, is sometimes, you know, uh, y- y- you have decades before things happen, right? And then other times decades happen in days. And, and it feels like that's really kind of been the case since I got into the business in, in the spring of 2016. You know, 2017, we had a great bull market for equities. Uh, it kind of was a little bit of a precursor to where we are today and that we were in a rising interest rate environment through 2016 and 2017. Mm-hmm. And then unfortunately, that all came to a head in 2018 in the fourth quarter where we had the Christmas Day massacre. The market was down over 20% uh, in the fourth quarter and then rebounded and shot up. The, the Fed cut rates in 2019, the S&P returned 30%. Uh, and then that segued right into the COVID crash in 2020. Rates went down to zero. Uh, you know, had massive stimulus, $4 trillion, you know, printed and, and, and basically stuffed into the economy. You know, 40% of every dollar in circulation was printed in the 18 months following 2020. And, and now here we are in 2022 going through the, the most challenging, you know, market, the most challenging environment for investors, arguably since the 1940s. Uh, so, yeah, it's uh, I feel like in these five years, we've had a couple different decades worth of things happen. And it's been a great experience <laughs> for me, great experience for my money managers. And we're all going to be better for having gone through it. It's painful, but, you know, there's a silver lining there. Well, and again, but these are all things, these are normal things that are happening that, that have happened, you know, through time, obviously. But it's important that that we understand that this has happened before and that, you know, you and, and, and the, the gang at Frisbee and Associates are there for us to, to really sort of break it all down and under help us understand how we can still get to retirement and feel good about it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, this is a, a time where we're having a very high level of conversation with our clients, keeping our clients informed in, in what we're doing and what's happening to the market and the economy and how we're responding to it and, and what we're doing in an effort to keep our clients safe and their retirement secure. Um, you know, this is really a, a type of environment where, you know, really, we're, we're really working hard to control what we can control, which is risk management in the market, first and foremost, and then customer service. So providing a high level of communication, high level of involvement for our clients. I kind of when clients come on board with us at Frisbee and Associates, one of my key lines is we're going to keep you as involved and informed in the process as you desire to be. And I think that's really paid dividends for our clients just in terms of, of you know, having confidence and peace of mind and knowing that, you know, hey, we, we really haven't seen an environment like this before. Um, but, you know, we're doing all we can to navigate it and keep our clients as safe as we can so that way they can start their retirements on track, remain comfortable and confident in retirement, uh, you know, because that's what it's all about. Absolutely. And, and one of the things, a, a statistic, if you will, a 2021 Coventry Direct study found that 26% of retirees don't have the lifestyle they thought they would. Is that something that you see, Jeff? And, and if so, what can we do about it? Yeah, I think you can unwind that a couple of different ways. You know, the first is obviously, you know, making sure that you've built into your budget, which is a big word that we use at the office when clients are coming in to have that retirement conversation. We want to have a budget and understand, you know, what your lifestyle goals are, what your 
desires are in retirement. You know, do you want to travel? Do you want to spend time with the kids? Do you want to take the kids traveling? What does that look like? And, and that's part of it is, is you know, they might not have the lifestyle that they, they should or that they wanted to because they didn't necessarily plan for it. You know, a lot of people just kind of transition into retirement and they think every day is a Saturday. Uh, but you go from working 40, 50 hours a week for, you know, 30, 40, 50 years down to basically having, you got to mow your lawn once a week, take the dog for a walk once a week, maybe you play a little bit of golf. Uh, that can be a, a pretty big culture shock for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, making sure that you've got a lifestyle plan set up and that that's built into the budget. Um, but also, you know, making sure that you've got enough assets. And, and maybe if you have too lavish of a lifestyle that you were planning on living in retirement and you haven't quite tucked away enough to kind of support that lifestyle, wouldn't it be great to know that before you get into retirement and then you're disappointed and upset because maybe it's it's not going quite according to plan? Um, so that's really a, a big portion of the conversation that we're having with clients when they come in is, yeah, well, you know, the clients walk in, they'll throw the statements on the table, say, where am I at? Right. <laughs> and we just kind of push those statements to the side. And it's like, look, you know, let's get to that in a second. Let me let me figure out who you are. Let me see what you're in here for. Let me see what you're hoping to accomplish. Let's talk about, you know, what your goals are, what your dreams are, and then kind of work backwards from that. All right. I, I mean, again, that just seems so logical the, and, and, you know, a very methodical way to go through that is one of the things that we have to be concerned about is diversification within our investments. Like you said, if we got to one, make sure we have enough and two, we got to make sure they last. And that is that where diversification comes in? Yeah, it does for sure. And, and this has definitely been the, a year where diversification has been, has been, you know, paramount. Um, you know, you look at somebody unique enough, uh, somebody that's taking on a more aggressive portfolio. And, and this is obviously in a short time horizon, a short window. So keep that in mind. Um, people that are taking on more risk in the portfolio have, have, in some cases, have outperformed people that are taking on the traditional less risky portfolio, which is really kind of a dichotomy that's hard to wrap your head around. But when you look at what's happening with interest rates, kind of picture me out here, Steve, right? I'm standing in the, in the room here speaking with you and I've got my arms out to both sides. So you, you got interest rates and bonds, right? So interest rates and bonds are a lot like a teeter-totter. And it's it's uh, it's one of those things. You're a kid. You got a friend on one side. You're on the other side. You're going up and down, up and down. When one goes down, the other goes up. Um, so that's been the case this year, right? We're in a, uh, a historically fast rising interest rate environment where you know rates have risen from a quarter of a percent to two and a half percent in basically seven months. And when rates rise, bonds fall, right? So this has been an environment this year. The bond market is having its worst year since ni- uh, since 1877. Holy cow! Which, which is historic. The uh, through the first half of the year, the traditional balanced portfolio, which is 60% stocks and 40% bonds, is having its worst year since 1937. Uh, the the U.S. aggregate bond index is down 10% so far this year. The worst year that that index has had since 1980 for a full year was down two and a half percent. The, the long duration treasuries, so long dated bonds, 20, 30 year bonds, and specifically U.S. treasuries, which are the safest bonds, safest paper in the world, are down more than the NASDAQ this year. Um, so it's been a really unique environment where diversification is incredibly important. And more so than that, proper risk management is really making changes when conditions change. You know, so does that 60-40 portfolio, is that the right blend of investments moving forward for a rising interest rate, high inflationary environment? Um, You know, are the next 40 years going to look like the last 40 years where interest rates have been declining since the 1970s when, you know, Jimmy Carter and Paul Volcker raised rates to 20% to try to quell inflation at that point? Um, So that's a conversation we're having with a lot of our clients and it's impacting our management process for how, how clients are invested in the market. 
you know, making sure that they're invested appropriately for this environment that we're in today, which is, you know, very drastically different than anything we've seen over the last 40 years. To me, that makes the most sense. It makes more the most sense is to work with a professional like you, a fiduciary, independent. You got experience. Getting professional help, especially in an environment like this, critical to your success. Yeah, it really is. And you think about a lot of people that have money in 401ks. And a show or two ago, Steve, you know, we, we talked about 401ks and we talked about people that were investing in 401ks and why it may be valuable to consider rolling money out of your 401k if you've got a left behind 401k, you know, or if you're over the age of 59 and a half, which is when even if you're still employed, you can start considering processing rollovers on your 401k to get into an IRA. And the reason I say that is because if you look back over the last 10 years, there's been one style of investing that has completely overtaken every 401k across the nation. And that style of investing is target date retirement funds. The way those funds work, for those that aren't aware, is that you walk in, you open up your 401k, whether it's at Fidelity or TD or Schwab or wherever it may be, and you have a list of these funds and it says target date 2025, 2030, 2035, 2040. And the goal there is, well, if you pick roughly the age that you're going to retire, you want to invest in that fund. And what happens is you're going to get traditionally more conservative the closer you get to that year. So if you're in a 2030 fund, by the time you're in 2030, you're going to have significantly less stock exposure and significantly higher bond exposure. Same thing for all the funds that are out there, 2020, 2025 funds. Well, based on what I just said and what's happening with interest rates and what's happening in the bond market, is that a sound strategy moving forward? Right? Does it make sense to automatically allocate more of your money blindly into bonds when we have 40-year high inflation and bonds having their worst year since the late 1800s? You know, it's a conversation that needs to be had. And that's why diversification is so important, particularly as you get closer to retirement, you know, to make sure that you're not subject to the risks that are out there, um, you know, from the Federal Reserve, from interest rates and, and, a, and a potentially upcoming recession. Obviously, we don't know what that's going to look like moving forward, but having a plan in place for how you're going to navigate that, uh, man, it's, it's incredibly valuable. Well, and this gets into a, another point about practicing for retirement. In other words, if your plan is in place, you know what your budget's going to be, give it a Give it a whirl. See if it see if it really works. I mean, do you encourage folks to do that? Yeah, it's a conversation that we have with clients as they tr transition closer to retirement. You know, a lot of people say, "Well, I'm planning on retiring, you know, in April, but I got four months worth of vacation saved up, so I'm just going to walk away in January, burn out all my vacation, and then transition into retirement." And one way that you can get kind of creative with that is is maybe instead of waiting until that four month period and basically starting your retirement early. Maybe you do take some of that, you know, that vacation time and you take a month off here and a month off there and, and you kind of go into it and, and do some of the things that you're hoping to do in retirement, whether you want to take an RV trip across the country or you want to take the kids to Disney World or or maybe you just, you know, treat every day like a Saturday and, and don't do a whole lot and wake up and have a cup of coffee and, you know, just kind of, you know, graze around and laze about and just kind of see what that looks like and see what that feels like. Mm -hmm. um, it, it's, it's kind of a way to get a, a practice run in there so that way you don't you know, like I said in the previous segment, go from working 50 hours a week for 50 years, you know, down to doing nothing. Uh, you know, it can be a real big culture shock for sure. Absolutely. And folks, again, if we've piqued your interest on any of these things, how important it is to have these conversations, let's go ahead and note up the phone lines, Jeff, and invite folks to call right now. Okay, sounds great. For the next 10 callers who will call in today, we're going to create a one-page financial review that will indicate if you're in need of a full-blown financial plan. We're going to give it out absolutely free and complimentary with no obligation to the next 10 callers. What this will consist of is taking the mystery out of financial planning by mapping out for you where you are now. We'll also run a fee report to help you untangle what working with your current planner or advisor is costing you and see if by simply protecting your retirement investment, you could experience dramatic growth potential. 
We also perform a tax analysis to reveal how you could possibly reduce your taxes. We'll even run a customized income plan for you utilizing proven strategies and techniques which could turbocharge your retirement income and take the worry out of living in retirement. In short, we'll help you take the guesswork out of financial planning. For the next 10 callers, a comprehensive financial review that we're going to give away complimentary with no obligation. 800-998-5649. It's a chance for you to get that true practical financial review. And if you're listening, give us a call. 800-998-5649. 10 callers right now. Get that comprehensive financial review showing you where you are right now. But more importantly, it does become that roadmap, that guide that can help get you to where you need to be when it comes to retirement. 800-998-5649. Again, 800-998-5649. You might be surprised to learn that inflation isn't the biggest threat to your retirement accounts. When we come back, we'll break it all down and offer some tips to help you navigate this bump in the economy. Remember that feeling on the last day of school, just before summer vacation? How about that feeling you get around 4 o'clock Friday afternoons? Now multiply both of those by 100, maybe 1,000, maybe more. And that's the feeling you get just before you retire, if you have the right plan. And you don't have to go it alone. You need someone to set you up with a comprehensive plan, avoiding risk and pitfalls, and securing lifetime income in your retirement. You need Financial Safari's Kevin Frisbee, 800 998 During the 1940s, brothers Harry and Joseph Kaufman, who owned a wholesale candy store in Pittsville, Massachusetts, acquired a wholesale toy company from a candy client who owed them money for outstanding debts. On September 21, 1946, Kaufman Brothers opened a wholesale toy store, marking the company's entry into the wholesale toy industry. In 1948, Kaufman Brothers Incorporated ended its involvement in the candy business to focus entirely on the toy business. In 1973, the company ended its toy wholesaling to become a shopping mall-based toy retailer known as KB Toy and Hobby, with KB named after the initials in Kaufman Brothers. In 1977, the company name changed to KB Toy and Hobby Shops, Incorporated. The company became a direct competitor to Toys R Us in 1994 when it expanded its mall locations and began opening stores known as KB Toy Works. In December 2000, Bain Capital purchased the company for $305 million in partnership with KB Toy's management team. KB Toys suffered tough competition during the 2003 Christmas season. With $300 million in debt, KB Toys filed for Chapter 11 bankruptcy protection in January 2004 and closed more than 600 stores, resulting in layoffs of more than 3,400 of the employees' 13,000 employees. KB Toys exited Chapter 11 bankruptcy in August 2005 with 90% of its ownership under PKBT Holdings, an affiliate of Prentiss Capital Management. The company had 640 stores. Because of poor sales at its mall-based location, as well as competition, the company filed for Chapter 11 bankruptcy on December 11, 2008. The chain began going out of business sales that month. KB Toys brand and related intangible assets were sold by StreamBank LLC to Toys R Us on September 4, 2009 for a reported $2.1 million. Strategic Marks LLC, a company that buys and revives defunct brands, registered a trademark for KB Toys in 2016 after Toys R Us allowed the previous registration to last. In March 2018, Strategic Marks founder Elia Kassoff stated that due to Toys R Us going out of business in the United States, Strategic Marks planned to open 1,000 KB Toys pop-up stores across America for Black Friday. In early 2019,
2018, Cassoff announced that the relaunch would be delayed until 2019. In March 2019, Cassoff cited a lack of funding as the reason that the pop-up stores did not open as planned. As of August 2020, there has been no news from Strategic Marks about the KB Toys revival. are back on Financial Safari with Jeff Trishan. I'm consumer advocate Steve Siddall. And uh, we are, uh, again, going through a lot of great information today, Jeff. Something that, you know, again, it, it just, things that haven't happened in a long time. Now, similar things have happened over time, but boy, you said it earlier, it's kind of compacting a lot of stuff into a short amount of time, and we've got to get our head wrapped around this as we get close to retirement. Yeah, you do. You really want to be, you know, with an advisor and somebody that's looking out for your best interests and keeping an eye on everything that's going on and not really just sticking you in some cookie cutter portfolio or, you know, some, some static buy and hold type strategy, particularly as we work through the challenges that are facing the economy and the markets today. So, yeah, I think I think to correct the line, there are, there are you know decades where days happen and days where decades happen, and we're certainly in that latter portion where man, every day things change so drastically, and uh, it's hard to keep up sometimes. Sure, and you know again in this segment we talked about uh, right, we've got to worry about inflation. All right, we, we all know that we can feel it, we see it every day at the grocery store. So um, what is so you alluded that there was something other than inflation that can be a detriment to our retirement and our retirement plan. What are we talking about, Jeff? Yeah. So it, inflation is obviously, you know, really, really painful. We, we're sitting here 40 year highs. I don't need to tell anybody we're, we're, you know, three quarters of the way through the year. I mean, people have seen what's happened at the pump. People have seen what's happened at the grocery store, what's happened to home prices, you know, used cars, new cars, you name it. Inflation is incredibly painful. But what's what's arguably, you know, for 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 people that are investing, people that are, are planning for retirement, what's arguably more painful is the response to inflation from the Federal Reserve. And that response is rising interest rates. Um, so, so really, that's that's one of the biggest things that's causing so much havoc in the market and the economy this year is what the Federal Reserve is doing to raise interest rates. And the market is always forward looking. So, you know, this seven, eight month segment of the market that we've gone through and what's happened with stocks and what's happened with bonds is all kind of foreshadowing and looking out to say, what's the Fed going to do to try to quell inflation? They're going to raise rates. They're going to try to slow the economy. They're going to try to slow demand, um, you know, because if they can get people to stop spending money, arguably that's going to bring prices down. But unfortunately, when you stop spending money, earnings start to disappoint. People start to get potentially laid off from jobs. It can be a slippery slope. So, you know, we're, we're, we're looking every day to see what the Fed is doing and how the market's responding. You know, their objective is to try to slow the economy enough to get inflation under control without pushing us into a recession, which they kind of classify as a soft landing. And, uh, you know, we're making our way towards the runway and it's to be determined in terms of how that's going to unfold. And it's it's the interest rates going up that can have a detrimental effect on our retirement accounts. Is that right? It is. It is. So like I mentioned previously in the last segment, when you talk about that teeter-totter, most people that are transitioning to and into retirement, they have a more defensive or conservative allocation in their portfolio. So when I say defensive and conservative, generally I'm talking about bonds. Um, so if you look back over the last 40 years, dating back to the early 1980, we've been in a decreasing interest rate environment. So a lot of people come into the office and they'll say, man, you know, I remember when when I bought my first home and interest rates were I had a you know 12 percent interest rate on my mortgage or an 8 percent interest rate on my mortgage. And my first rebuttal to that was, well, what was the price of your home? Right. And generally they're like, oh, you know, 60,000, 70,000, so on and so forth. Everything is tied to interest rates. Everything is tied to the cost of capital. 
That's why home prices on the, on average across the U.S. were over $350,000, $400,000 coming into 2022 because interest rates were at zero. So money is basically free. I mean, you could get a 30-year mortgage, a 15-year mortgage for two and a quarter, two and a half percent. Um, you know, and, and, and that really drives everything. And now we're kind of coming out of that environment, at least temporarily, where the Fed is starting to raise interest rates. So what's worked for the last 40 years might not work for the next 40 years, depending on how long they stay on this rising rate um, you know, trajectory that they're on right now. Well, let's talk about that for a second, in that uh, we're going to hear from um, Federal Reserve Bank of New York President John Williams. He certainly has not been uh, quiet about talking about how things are. And uh, in this clip, we're, he's talking about how he hopes that they can get interest rates down. We do need to get real interest rates. That's the interest rate adjusted for inflation above zero. Uh, we need to have a you know, somewhat restrictive policy to slow demand, and we're not there yet. Um, so if you think about next year, if inflation is say, somewhere between 25 and 3%, a lot lower than now, but that's uh, kind of a forecast that I think is reasonable, you're thinking about having interest rates uh, that are uh, you know, well above that because it's the interest rate minus the inflation rate tells you what the real interest rate is. So we're still quite a ways from that. Interest rate. So again, is that is that formula what he's talking about? Is that correct? That that's what he's talking about. So you have two different types of rates. Not to get into the weeds here, but you have nominal interest rates and then you have real interest rates. So nominal interest rates are basically the rates that are set by the Federal Reserve. So right now the nominal interest rate is two and a half percent, give or take somewhere in that range by a quarter of a percent. The real interest rate, which is, you know, the interest rate minus inflation is what's calculated as the real interest rate. So if you look at it simply, you know, let's say we've got two and a half percent for a federal funds interest rate. We've got six and a half percent or excuse me, let me let me wind that back. Unfortunately, we have eight and a half percent inflation as of the July CPI number. Well, you do the math there. That means we have negative six percent interest rates. Right. So if he's talking about wanting to get the real interest rates up somewhere, one, two, three percent in positive territory, one of two things is going to have to happen. They're going to continue to have they're going to have to continue to raise rates at, at an uncomfortable and aggressive level mm -hmm. or inflation is going to have to come down substantially. So that way rates uh, you know, can, can be at a level where once you subtract inflation, we're in positive territory. And unfortunately, as he mentioned, we're not there yet. You know, one thing I will say. Uh, obviously, a silver lining here, the optimist, right? Yeah. Uh, we did see, uh, you know, uh, the, the CPI consumer price index numbers in July start to come down a tick. Uh, you know, in, 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 uh, in, in June, we had 9.1% CPI. In July, we had 8.5%, which was below expectations of 8.7%. So that's kind of the first sign of disinflation. Um, you know, we've got uh, the, the metrics coming out for August on September 13th coming right up here. Um, and obviously with gasoline prices still coming down across the country, it's likely that we're going to see another lower number for CPI relative to what we saw in July. So the Fed is accomplishing their goals. The question is, how long is it going to take for us to kind of get there? Um, you know, but but certainly if they're talking about wanting to get rates, uh, real rates in positive territory, you know, unfortunately, there could be a little bit more pain ahead. The question is, you know, how, how much of that is priced into the market right now and, and how long is it going to take for the market to price that in if that's not the case? Well, and, and that's that's the big unknown, isn't it? 
It, it really is. Uh, you know, unfortunately, nobody has a crystal ball. Right. You know, we're all trying to make the best decisions that we can with the information that we have at hand today. You know, as I mentioned previously, this is just an environment that we've never seen. You know, yeah, we had high inflation in the 70s. You know, but we didn't have the the debt to GDP ratio that we have today. I mean, in the 70s, we had a debt to GDP ratio of maybe 30 percent. So you could get away with raising interest rates from 15 to 20 percent or 12 to 20 percent, you know, without throwing the economy into a recession or even a depression. Today, we have, you know, debt to GDP as a country of 132 percent. Right. So it's really a totally different environment. And let's let's take it just one step back here. This is caused by the Fed. Okay, so so let's let's make that known in, 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 you know, they the amount of money that they printed in 2020 following the covid crash was absurd following to put that into perspective. We trent, we printed four trillion dollars following the covid crash in, in March of 2020 for the, the 18 months following the covid crash. Four trillion dollars um, in in 2008. Right. When we had the great financial crisis, 2007, 2008. Yeah. To save the global economy, they printed, I think it was around $800 billion to save the economy, the global economy. It was $800 billion. Now, fast forward to 2020, $4 trillion. Wow. So, you know, the amount of money that was printed and the manipulation and in interest rates is what's caused this inflationary environment. You, you know, add to that supply chain issues with COVID and what's happening geopolitically. Um, but now they're, they're saying, you know, well, we got to raise rates to get inflation under control. Well, you know, maybe you got to get your monetary policy under control. Right. Well, and again, so those are the those are the kinds of things that that you talk about with people. And and one of the things that you've said before, Jeff, is that all that's going on is is cyclical. It's happened before. So, I mean, again, is this just another cycle? It's just in a little different order. Yeah, it, you know these these environments they uh, they are cyclical. You you have these these market you know ups and downs, and you have these business cycles that come to an end and restart and so on and so forth. And you know this is another example of that. It's it's just on an exacerbated scale. So the the problem relative to two thousand eight two thousand eight was kind of a business cycle slowdown. And you factor in all of the subprime lending and the issues that we had with mortgages. And then as people started to lose their jobs and they had two three mortgages where maybe they shouldn't have even had one. You know that creates a domino effect in the housing market and really kind of, you know, can can be a cascading type of event. Because of the amount of money that was printed in 2020, we're in an environment now where the economy was so hot, inflation was so hot that the Fed is basically putting the brakes on the economy, right? This is like a forced slowdown relative to a business cycle slowdown. I mean, the end result is the same, Um, you know, that you're going to potentially, you know, get to the point where you see some layoffs if, if this gets bad enough. I mean, we got a clip a couple of weeks ago where Powell was talking about how, you know, they want to create pain for the labor market. They're, yep. they're, they're, you know, they're okay with creating pain for the equity markets and they want to get growth, you know, below average um, to, to try to get this inflationary environment under control. So it, it really is a relatively unprecedented environment. I mean, there are some, some, some environments that were somewhat similar. You look at the 1940s following what happened in World War II and, and the boom that took place there and the money printing and inflation that happened there. Um, but it, it's really just a super, super unique environment and nobody has a crystal ball. So, you know, for our clients, we're taking the day to day by day, you know, adjusting our risk and our, and our philosophy for managing to kind of match the environment that we're in and, and not sticking our clients in these portfolios that have done well for the last 40 years, because we just don't know how that's going to unfold walking forward. So being more proactive, more responsive to what's happening um, is really incredibly valuable to, to kind of navigate through this environment. Sure. Being proactive and don't panic. And don't panic. You know, uh, if, if history is any 
any guide, you look back over the last hundred years, you know, you go through these environments and, and it's scary, it's challenging, they never get easier. I, you know, I've been through, you know, three of them now, I mean, four if you consider what happened in 2008, um, you know, but, but at the end of the day, you, you have to bet on American ingenuity, you have to bet on, on the American spirit. Well, I'll tell you what, folks, if uh, this is something that you'd like to have a conversation about, now would be a good time to give Jeff a call. Yeah, sounds great, Steve. For the next 10 callers who will call in today... We're going to create a one-page financial review that will indicate if you're in need of a full-blown financial plan. We're going to give it out absolutely free and complimentary with no obligation to the next 10 callers. What this will consist of is taking the mystery out of financial planning by mapping out for you where you are now. We'll also run a fee report to help you untangle what working with your current planner or advisor is costing you and see if by simply protecting your retirement investment, you could experience dramatic growth potential. We also perform a tax analysis to reveal how you could possibly reduce your taxes. We'll even run a customized income plan for you utilizing proven strategies and techniques which could turbocharge your retirement income and take the worry out of living in retirement. In short, we'll help you take the guesswork out of financial planning. For the next 10 callers, a comprehensive financial review that we're going to give away complimentary with no obligation. 800-998-5649. You're going to have that comprehensive financial review. You'll see where you are today. But more importantly, yep, you've got a roadmap that can help get you to where you need to be. 800-998-5649. Again, 800-998-5649. Time once again to answer your questions. That and more when we come right back. Letting the clock run out on his social security to age 70 for maximum benefits. And here comes the Roth conversion. He's locked in for income for life. He's got some outstanding coaching with that annuity plan. He's created his own pension as well. And it looks like he's going to go all the way. Play your best retirement game. Call Financial Safari's Kevin Frisbee. 800-998-5649. 800-998-5649. Funny money or not so funny money? This time, we're talking about funny money. This is really smart money, but this guy's laughing all the way to the bank in his early retirement, so let's call it funny money. He worked very hard, though, to retire at the ripe old age of 24. Mike Rosehart is actually three years into his retirement now at the age of 27. He's living a life of leisure in Canada with his 28-year-old wife, Elise, and their two children. Now... How did he do this? Well, first, they lived very lean. He even, and I'm sure politely, asked his wife to lay off the Starbucks. Throughout college, Mike worked full-time and lived the lean life and saved and saved and saved. At 19, he bought a $152,000 cottage with money he'd saved and his student line of credit. He and Elise rented every room and made money off the profit. They both graduated debt-free and with money in the bank. He landed a job at $42,000 a year after college. His wife was earning $26,500 per year. With money saved and living on just one salary and saving more, Mike started purchasing rental properties. He ended up selling his 11 properties and he knew he had hit his fire. Financially independent, retire early number of 25 times his yearly living expenses. He said he knew he needed $485,000 to retire and he had an equity in his property just under $760,000. To their credit, Mike and Elise are very smart with their money. They even made money on their wedding. They made money on their wedding by finding a venue that didn't charge them as long as they invited enough guests. 
Well, Mike jokes that with cash gifts, he actually made a profit on his wedding. Even though Mike and his wife started and finished very early, they add new meaning to it's never too late to get started in preparing for your retirement. For Funny Money, I'm Dave Perkins. Back on Financial Safari, Jeff Touchant's here. I'm consumer advocate Steve Siddall, and uh, we have really covered so much ground today. It's it, as much as we're looking back, Jeff. I think we're also looking forward, and that that really is the key to managing this spot where we all are right now. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it, it's important to look back to try to get yourself a roadmap and a guide to how this is going to you know evolve and, and kind of continue to play out and unfold moving forward but it's really important to you know to, to keep an eye on the plans and goals that you have and you know what we need to do to to make sure that you're on track and, and uh, that you're able to retire at the date that you want to retire with the same goals and objectives that you had um, you know you, you got to keep an eye on the future you got to keep putting one step in front of the other and uh, you know that's certainly what we're doing here at Frisbee and Associates right and and so let's talk about the big change coming up and I know that's happening over the course of the next uh, you know month or so um, but tell me what's happening tell me what you're doing yeah so uh, it's an exciting change for us here at Frisbee and Associates and I, I think truly at the at the end of the day the bottom line is that it, it speaks to to the the trust and the faith of the people all across the state of Maine all across New England and really across the country uh, having us as partners and advisors in, in regards to their retirements and their plans moving forward. Um, so, you know, we're, we're growing and we've been continuing to grow over the last handful of years. I listened to Kevin's show, uh, you know, a couple weekends back. And I know he said, man, I, I couldn't imagine 10 years ago, you know, being where we're at today when he was going house to house and door to door and helping people with their finances. And, you know, now we've got a team of, uh, of six advisors in total all throughout New England, a handful of us here in Maine. And, uh, you know, we're continuing to grow. So really, Kevin kind of has this vision. Um, you know, where he wants to somewhat, you know, get rid of the, the Frisbee and Associates name and really focus more on the team and, and the impact that we're having all across New England. Uh, so we're transitioning our team name from Frisbee and Associates to Northern Alliance Financial. Um, so nothing changing in terms of our structure. Um, still the same great team, uh, same great level of service, level of communication, uh, just really kind of rebranding that's just going to speak more to, to really who we are as a team as opposed to Kevin and as, as an individual. Um, you know, and it's a great fit. It's been well received from our existing client base. And we're really looking forward to, uh, you know, to, to getting some new branding out. We're heading down at the end of the week to do some recording for our radio shows or excuse me, for our television shows. And uh, we're going to speak a lot more to the transition and what that's going to look like. Uh, but we're really excited about the change. And again, it just speaks to the support and the faith that our, our clients have in us and, and uh, the growth that we continue to experience. And you're right. The growth that you are you continue to experience pretty much says it all. And, and you know, Kevin, again, a few weeks ago, I, I remember doing that show with him, and he sort of just got on, and I won't even say a soapbox. He was just, I think, just thinking out loud about what he what his vision was what it has become and where it's going and and it was very i mean it was almost cathartic in a way to to for him to be able to explain it that way just as you just did yeah it's you know it's emotional at the end of the yeah. day uh you know we're we're building relationships with people people are placing their trust i mean if you if you really think about it you know your life savings is an exchange for your time on this earth Right. And all of our, our time is so incredibly finite. And in exchange for that time working 
raising a family, making sacrifices, you have your retirement savings or your assets. And what what bigger responsibility or opportunity for us uh, than to oversee those assets and make sure that people are in a good place and, and that they're able to you know achieve their goals and their dreams and their visions. And it's you know it's an incredibly emotional uh, you know line of work. I mean we're we're incredibly passionate about what we do, and I think that bleeds through on the radio shows and the television shows and, and the workshops that we put on. You know we're not here to sell a product. Uh, or a service. We're here to build a relationship with people. And it just so happens that the, the business that we're in, um, you know, revolves around money. Um, but, you know, that that's, uh, it's an incredible responsibility. And, and we're so incredibly grateful for for the success that we've had, you know, not not to, uh, you know, pat ourselves on the back, but with our advisory firm located in Scottsdale, Arizona, which has, you know, hundreds of investment advisors similar to us, we were the number one performing advisor in the country uh, for 2021. Uh, and that's, that's us up here in the state of Maine. So again, it, it just speaks to the passion that we have and the way that comes through and we're able, uh, the way we're able to connect and work with clients. And uh, I, I couldn't ask to be in a better profession. I'm incredibly grateful every day. Sure. Well, yeah, that sounds fantastic. 800-998-5649. Um, all right, well, let's jump into some of these questions here. Well, we've got some time. Glenn is in Skowhegan. He is saying, hey, I had uh, $225,000 in my 401k, and then I rolled it over. Uh, I rolled over $125,000 to an annuity at 7% as I wanted income. I just turned 65. I want to retire in six months, but I don't know what to do with the other hundred grand. What should I do? Should I hire a financial advisor to help? Well, that's a start. That is a start. And, and Glenn, thanks so much for reaching out. Um, yeah, I'm guessing it sounds to me like you invested in a, a variable annuity, assuming that you're getting a 7% uh, guaranteed increase in your uh, in your income account. Um, so that's a great product to provide income in exchange for a lump sum of money. You're getting a guaranteed income stream for the rest of your life that you're guaranteed not to outlive. Um, you know, so you tack that on to your social security and any, any other potential income that you might have. And, uh, you know, that's going to give you a, a high degree of confidence and, and a nice portion of your income on a, uh, on a monthly and an annual basis guaranteed. You know, just shooting from the hip here, my recommendation for the remaining hundred thousand would probably be to keep it in a market-based account. Um, you know, it probably makes sense to look at something a little more moderately conservative. Uh, it's not about making, you know, 20, 30% anymore. It's about not losing, you know, 20, 30, 40, 50% of your retirement when you're in saving uh, when you're in, or excuse me, 20, 30, 40% of your savings when you're in retirement. Um, but, but because of the fact that you've tied that portion up into the annuity and that's going to give you some additional guaranteed income, you know, you can have a, a little more, uh, you know, risk associated with that remaining hundred thousand. And, and of course you really want to make sure that that money stays liquid. So I would say, you know, it makes sense to, to, to take a look and understand what your time horizon is, what your goals and objectives are, what your cash flow looks like in retirement when you, you know, strip out your, your social security, your annuity, any potential incomes and how that uh, impacts your budget. And, and that'll really kind of dictate what to do with the remaining 100,000. So we'd love the opportunity to have a conversation with you and, and see what we can do to help. All right, Glenn, 800-998-5649. Sounds like Jeff's got a handle on it for you. Uh, let's uh, check in with Joyce from Brewer. She says, I'm 62 and recently retired. I've been considering taking Social Security as soon as possible because I don't want the money to be reallocated in the midst of this recession. Should I take it now or wait? Well, there's a panic hey, Joyce, right we'll there. <laughs> Yeah, it could be. You, you certainly don't want to make a you know decisions based on emotion. Those tend to come back and, and bite you. Um, but first of all, thanks for for uh, for tuning into the show and for giving us a call. Um, I would say it really makes sense to sit down and have a conversation to be able to appropriately answer this question. Social Security is one of those things where once you start it, generally you can't turn it off. 
Um, so you want to make sure that you're you know, looking at all the different options that you have, any other income sources that you have, any other savings that you may have before you go ahead and make that election. I would say, you know, given what's happened in the market this year and, and uh, the impact on the bond and stock markets, you know, it, it may make sense to consider taking Social Security if that's going to help you meet your income needs. So that way you're not drawing money out of a down account or a depleting account. Um, but at the same time, if you've got money in savings that are earning nothing, whereas Social Security can grow at six and a half, seven, seven and a half percent every year that you defer it, it may make sense to tap into some additional sources if you have the opportunity to prior to taking Social Security. Um, you also want to kind of consider, you know, what are you, you know, do you have any part-time income coming in? Do you have longevity in your family? Are you healthy? You know, these are all important considerations when filing for Social Security. So I'd say, you know, we've got an office right up in Brewer. Uh, would love the opportunity to touch base with you, have you come in, take an hour, and, and sit sit down, have a conversation, get to know you, and, and provide a little more personal advice there. All right. I mean, again, I think she makes a. She's. I think she's genuinely asking some good questions there. Oh, yeah, for sure. A lot of people, you know, when it comes to Social Security, it's such an important decision. You know, you really want to make sure you're getting it right the first time and, and you want to exhaust all other options and make sure that you're really kind of listing everything out, throwing everything on the table uh, before you make that decision. So she's certainly taking the right action. And I would you know, say, you know, continue to follow through on that. Let's have a conversation and, and uh, give you a lot of confidence in your decision making process. 800-998-5649, Joyce. Uh, let's see. In Portland, Jeff has checked in. Uh, he says, I'm retiring at age 63. Planning on living, planning to live on savings until 66, his full retirement age, then dip into Social Security. I'm trying to decide if I should keep some money in my existing company 401k and invest the rest in an indexed annuity. Alternatively, should I invest everything in an indexed annuity? Is there another investment option I should consider? Lots going on there. Lots going on there. Great question, Jeff. Thanks so much for uh, for touching base. Um, so first of all, I would say, you know, rarely does it ever make sense to put everything in an indexed annuity. Um, for those that don't know, an indexed annuity can be a fantastic option for people that are in retirement or transitioning to retirement. An indexed annuity is designed to give you guarantees on your principal with the upside opportunity within the market. You're usually going to average, I, I, you know, conservatively say somewhere between a three and five percent rate of return over time, depending on what the market does. Uh, but it's nice because you have no downside risk. There's always a trade-off no matter where you put your money, however. Um, so you don't have full liquidity on those indexed annuities for a certain period of time, usually somewhere between five and 10 years. You know, so I would say it doesn't make sense to put all of your money in an indexed annuity. Uh, for a portion of it, I could say, you know, certainly that makes sense. But at the same time, you know, if you've already experienced this market downturn with the market down, you know, 15 to 25%, depending on the index that you're looking at, maybe it makes sense to kind of stay in the market and stay liquid and, and maybe focus a little bit more on risk management and make sure that you're allocated appropriately to kind of navigate through this as opposed to selling out of the market low to buy into a product that's going to limit your upside on the other way around. You know, the index annuities are great products, but generally you want to get into those, you know, obviously impossible to time, but you want to get into those before the market sells off, you know, not during a, a significant market sell off. So I'd say let's come into the office. We've got a, a great partnership with some attorneys down in Portland, Hopkinson and Abendanza. Um, be happy to meet you down in Portland. And like I said uh, to the previous caller, just kind of throw everything out on the table, understand what your goals and objectives and what your needs are, and then, you know, be able to kind of give you some personalized guidance and make some recommendations there. All right. Fair enough. 800-998-5649. And on that note, Jeff, let's go ahead and uh, wrap up today and invite folks to call one last time. Okay. Sounds great, Steve. For the next 10 callers who will call in today, we're going to create a one-page financial review that will indicate if you're in need of a full-blown financial plan. We're going to give it out absolutely free and complimentary with no obligation to the next 10 callers. 
What this will consist of is taking the mystery out of financial planning by mapping out for you where you are now. We'll also run a fee report to help you untangle what working with your current planner or advisor is costing you and see if by simply protecting your retirement investment, you could experience dramatic growth potential. We also perform a tax analysis to reveal how you could possibly reduce your taxes. We'll even run a customized income plan for you utilizing proven strategies and techniques which could turbocharge your retirement income and take the worry out of living in retirement. In short, we'll help you take the guesswork out of financial planning. For the next 10 callers, a comprehensive financial review that we're going to give away complimentary with no obligation. 800-998-5649, a comprehensive financial review. There's no cost. There's no obligation. You are going to see, well, where you are today, but you're also going to find you now have a roadmap that can help get you to where you need to be. 800-998-5649. Again, 800-998-5649. Jeff, as always, a pleasure to be here. And the boy, this show goes by so quickly. I enjoy our conversation. Yeah, I do as well, Steve. Thanks so much for the opportunity. And I'm uh, going to kind of keep nudging Kevin to take some time off so I can get on here more with you. It's a lot of fun. All right. Well, look forward to that. And folks, we really do appreciate you listening. We're going to come back again next week with new topics and questions, that and more here on Financial Safari with Jeff Trichel. Investment advisory services offered through Foundations Investment Advisors, LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisor. Kevin Frisbee and his guests provide general information, not personalized advice, and are not liable for the usage of information discussed. The opinions expressed on this program are not intended to be a recommendation or investment advice and do not constitute a solicitation to buy, sell, or hold a security or an investment strategy. This information should also not be considered tax or legal advice. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. Investments will fluctuate and when redeemed may be worth more or less than when originally invested. Any comments regarding safe and secure investments and guaranteed income streams refer only to fixed insurance products. They do not refer in any way to securities or investment advisory products. Fixed insurance guarantees are subject to the claims paying ability of the issuing company.